Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This guy, this guy, Rishi Sunak is a slippery so-and-so. Now, to an absolutely ridiculous level, though, I mean, I know a lot of people just kind of shrug their shoulders about politicians. Well, they're all dishonest, all the rest of it. I hate that attitude because it just normalises it. And that just destroys democracy because when politicians are able to get away with just being brazenly dishonest on an industrial scale, then no one believes anything politicians say and therefore trust in democracy collapses. Anyway, let's just talk about this a bit more. It is embarrassing that Rishi Sunak uh, was the most popular politician in the country for a while. Ill-deserved uh, because he was just associated with throwing money at people because of furlough, which other countries had to do as well. I just want to give an example of just this just shockingly taking the piss level of slipperiness because it, re- it, really, it really has... Got on my my wick? Yeah, we'll stick with that. Let's have a listen. Were you registered with a private GP and are you still? Yeah, but, but my, my dad was a doctor. I grew up in an NHS family. It wasn't, wasn't my question. It's yeah, really but, straightforward. Were you registered with a private GP I mean, I, I, and I, are I've you made still? A, as a general policy, I wouldn't ever talk about me or my family's healthcare situation. But again, it's not really relevant to this. What's relevant is the difference I can make to the country. Well, hang on, Prime Minister. I think there is huge public interest in the decisions that you make. And actually, one of your predecessors, who I know you admire very much, Margaret Thatcher, she said very openly that she decided to use her right as a free citizen to spend my money in my own way so that I can go on in the day at the time with the doctor I choose and get out fast. She was perfectly happy and probably proud to talk about the decision she made. Why wouldn't you tell people if you well, use because private I just, healthcare? Well, I mean, it's just a personal choice. It's, a, it's about healthcare, I think, is somewhat that, that is private. But if, I think what people care about is, you know, am I going to make a difference on the thing that they care about? When it comes to the NHS, I mean, I, I literally, I grew up in an NHS family. I said, my, but, my dad but, was but, a GP, my mum was a pharmacist. And you care, and, 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 and I think my track record matters more, more, more than these things. But what I would say is that I want to make sure that we do have fantastic healthcare for everybody. And you've made that but the clear, role but of I the think private there is, sector, forgive me, but, but, but this forgive is really important. There is a public interest in the decisions that the Prime Minister makes for himself. Why won't you tell us whether or not you use private healthcare? But, but, but again, it's a, it's a distraction from what the real issue is. And the real issue is, are we making sure that there's high quality healthcare available for the country? But when it comes to the private sector in general, I, we should be making use of the independent sector. I don't have any problem yeah. with that whatsoever. For example, with elective surgery, one of the things we do need to do is actually be much more open to using the independent sector capacity that is available and putting power in the hands of patients to choose where they want to have that treatment. That's something that we need to do more of. To coin a phrase, FFS. Now, he obviously uses private healthcare. <laughs> It's just obvious, isn't it? There's no other conclusion. If he didn't use private healthcare, he'd just go, no, I don't. But he didn't say that because he does, but he doesn't want to admit it because he knows how awful it looks because it it is awful. It's dreadful. Like, he, he just flaps around with these non-sequiturs and irrelevant nonsense. You growing up with a father who's a doctor, Rishi Sunak, is not relevant. It's not relevant to the to the conversation. You don't get, you don't get, an, you don't get a cookie for that. 
Wow, your your father, not you, was an NHS doctor. So who cares? Why is it? Oh, just stop talking about it. Now, let's just talk about the other point he makes, which is about, oh, he's protecting his family. Oh, I don't want to talk about my family. Yeah, obviously, even Rishi Sunak, the Prime Minister, has the right to a private life. Within reason, obviously. If politicians do things which are personally hypocritical, uh, if politicians behave, obviously, in some terrible way in their private life in some way, then obviously that would be relevant. But other than that, fine. But whether he, the Prime Minister, the custodian of our nation's public services, decides to opt out of using those public services is obviously relevant to all of us. Now, what he's saying by opting out, which he clearly does because he uses private health care, let's just accept that as a fact, he's saying the NHS is not good enough for me. It's not good enough for me, so as a rich man, and bear in mind he's about twice as rich as the king of the United Kingdom, he will protect himself and his family from a service which is collapsing because of his failures. He's protecting himself from a disaster because the NHS is in a state of implosion. Do you know how many excess deaths there were? That is deaths above, and I'm going to use the pre-pandemic average, the five years before the pandemic. There were 3,000 excess deaths in the week running up to Christmas. That is a testament to an NHS in crisis. So he's protecting himself from an unfolding disaster that the vast majority of citizens cannot protect themselves from. And you know what? If he actually had to use the NHS, like most people, uh, which he's in charge of, um, then maybe he might realise that he needs to do something to stop the continued collapse. Instead, he says that the NHS has enough funding to, to in order to deal with this crisis which is unfolding at the moment. It's the same, by the way, with private education. He sends his kids to private school. He's saying the education service that my government is providing to you is not good enough for me. I don't think it's good enough. He's saying it's second rate, and therefore his children and his family deserve better. It is it's just complete contempt, sticking his fingers up at you. Now, while we're at it, because um, I'm afraid to say I'm not a fan of any frontline politician, um, in this country, we are we we do deserve a lot better. Keir Starmer was also on TV being challenged about his leadership pledges, and he was specifically asked about his commitment to end outsourcing in the NHS. I want to have a look at one of your ten pledges during your leadership yeah. campaign to become uh, uh, the leader of the Labour Party, uh, and you said uh, this in it. You said public services should be in public hands. Here we go. Uh, public services should be in public hands, not making profits for shareholders. And this is the key bit, end outsourcing in our NHS. So why have you changed your mind? Well, um, we're not talking about privatising the NHS. But we NHS has always used um, elements from the private sector. GPs, for an example, is an but, example But, but your pledge, that. you said end outsourcing in our NHS, you, you've changed your mind. Yeah, well, look, the outsourcing of some issues and functions I don't think has been very effective. But if you take the NHS... The NHS has always used uh, GPs in private practice. That's always been part of it. For many, many years, the NHS has referred NHS um, you know, patients to the private sector to have operations, hip operations, knee operations, etc. I think we could be more effective at that. But I'm not talking about privatising the NHS. The same is true in criminal justice. I do think it should be run as a public service. But it doesn't mean there, aren't, um, there isn't a private sector in there. Um, Self-employed barristers, for example. Don't take the piss, Keir. It was obvious what you meant in the Labour leadership 
election. No one thought you meant NGPs. We could have a conversation, if you want, about the structure of GPs vis-a-vis -vis the National Health Service. Nye Bevan had regrets. He talked about how he had to stuff the doctors' mouths with gold or whatever in order to placate them in the setting up of the NHS. Look, no one thought, you don't need to talk about GPs because nobody thought that. If you thought end outsourcing meant end the practice of the current relationship with GPs, then you shouldn't have made that commitment. What you said in the Labour leadership contest was end outsourcing in the NHS. Now, what people understood that to mean, and which you know you intended people to understand it to mean, was end the practice of handing over services within the NHS to private companies who make profits at the expense of taxpayers and patients. People, and that's what they understood. They understood whether it be private, the private finance initiative, because these are policies which happened under New Labour and the Conservatives, or the likes of, I don't know, Virgin Healthcare being handed contracts to run NHS services. That's what people understood, because that's what you meant them to understand when you were trying to win their votes, because you know that policies of privatisation pursued not just by the Tories, but by New Labour, are monstrously unpopular amongst Labour members, and you wanted their vote in order to become Labour leader. Dishonesty. All you're doing here is dissembling. It's insulting to people. A lawyer trying to use pedantic and semantic arguments to deflect and distract. If this was Boris Johnson behaving like this, by the way, a lot of prominent liberals would be clutching their pearls correctly about how dishonesty corrupts democracy, how, how Boris Johnson's gaslighting everyone. Why is it any different? Why do people, politicians, frontline politicians, get off the hook just because the likes of these prominent liberals, they, they, they think he's one of them? And it's the same with Brexit and all the rest of it. When he offered, he, he got interrogated about that as well. Free movement, uh, his commitment to, to defend pre free movement as we leave the EU. And then says, oh, no, no, because we've left the EU now, so it doesn't... Why did he make that promise as well? It's just ludicrous. And the fact we have so many politicians who are dishonest, dissembling, gaslighting the electorate is terrible for our democracy. It's terrible for faith in democracy. We do deserve better. Anywho, rant's over. Please like, subscribe. Do support some patreon.com forward slash ownjoes84 if you want to keep this little show on the road. Don't have Tory donors to fund us, I'm afraid. Um, I'll see you soon. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.